Welcome to the Noble 2-3 Podcast. So we could actually kind of start off right now, but like I could show you, okay. I got this Hey Stupid board behind me and you could see if you just kind of like poke up a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's a little dry erase board. It's got uh-huh. like a, it's pretty much my, uh, my failures so far. So oh, each one things is to not do again. Gosh, <laughs> Hey Stupid, make sure <laughs> so one our... of them is from the Miller, the Miller protocol. Yeah. Are you actually the recording? The Miller protocol. <laughs> So the goal for today is to not add anything to this Hey Stupid Hey list. Stupid board. Okay. Exactly. I gotcha. Yeah. I'm tracking. Yeah. I'm um, tracking. So it's like slowly been adding on. It's like <laughs> little lessons. Like, you know. Because like one of them doesn't even have like the blue light on it. I was like, make sure oh, the light's man. on. <laughs> the funny thing about that, is that not like a metaphor for life? Yeah. Is that not exactly what just, we've done since we were five years old or so up to now? Hey Stupid. Don't do this. Some again. people have a hey stupid board. Some people don't, and just you know recreate the same things over and over. But that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. So welcome to the podcast, Mister mm. Matthew Perry, not the guy from Friends. Not the guy from Friends. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. It was a long drive. <laughs> it's a good drive though. Oh yeah. Just driving up through the mountains and everything. It's it just like getting away from all that traffic and getting away from. The hustle and bustle, like even though we're not like in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but like you could feel just the difference. Well, I live in Atlanta now. The last time we were here, we hadn't even thought about moving yet. I've since sold my house and moved. So you actually are in Atlanta. I have an Atlanta address. I'm technically in Cobb County. I'm a mile from the Atlanta line, so I don't pay Atlanta taxes. That's right, I remember you saying. But like, I mean, I'm I'm well down south and into 285. So how long's the commute for you now? To the station? Or to well, here? I mean, like even like here, yeah. Here it was an hour and 27. So it's not bad. That's not terrible. Because once you get north of Marietta, it's just normal. Once you get on the interstate, it's just, yeah. No, once you hit 575 and get through Woodstock too, it's easy. But there is a defined point in the drive between Atlanta and here, somewhere in Jasper, where that just everything changes. And it's really nice. You stop white knuckling the steering wheel, you kind of just relax. <laughs> it's beautiful. You stop seeing buildings and you just see like mm-hmm. the yep. woods, the forest for like 15, yep. 20 minutes straight. And you're like, wow. Two lane highway all of a sudden becomes more than enough. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. It's you go from, it's very decompressing. Yeah, you're like you're like stressful days. Like you come back home and you're like, ah, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. The market difference here from where I live. I just built a new townhome, and if you cross under two eighty five, it's about fifty feet on the right. So out my front door, out my back door, the ambiance is two eighty five. You just hear it, like the you know if there's a wreck on two eighty five because you don't hear two eighty five. It's uh-huh. just sitting there. So when I walked, got out of the car here, it was just still peaceful. You know, I haven't even been there that long, but it's enough to very obviously know the difference. As soon as I got out of the car, I was like, wow, that's... I used to have an apartment nice. right off of 75. Yeah. Or not... Yeah, 75. Mm-hmm. And you could just hear the hum, yeah, the roar all day long. And eventually it becomes white noise and you just drown it out, but still it's... You'll have to come see it because best part of our new town home. We didn't realize this until we bought it. Okay, so we're, we're, we're out there one night, Megan and I, just hanging out. We're looking out. Up our backyard, there's nothing back there. There's a creek. It's beautiful. There, for being inside 285, I don't know how we managed to get a townhome where there's nothing in the backyard. There's nothing in the front yard. There's nobody, nothing. It's beautiful. We look over to the left and up, and there's a LED billboard on 285. It's right there. And so, like, you know, you have this nice peaceful creek, and then you have law firm got in an accident and there's just a billboard right here <laughs> john foy and it's one of those yeah and it changes every day there's something different on it <laughs> so we joke that we are like quintessential in the city our view is 
billboards and the sound is highway. So yeah. It's pretty great. Do you like it though? Oh my gosh. Oh man, dude. It's I know you it's like not moving for from like Woodstock that like further into the city. Yeah, I mean it wasn't our plan. It happened because Megan got a job right on the east side of Atlanta. I mean, we all like kind of move and like yeah. have our homes accordingly yeah. to our jobs. Like where we live so now far is, out. It's halfway between where I work and where she works. So, so perfect. Yeah. So it works out well. But I will say that um we're we're very blessed to be where we are. Uh, you know, we met there. We met in Vinings. That's where we lived oh, when we perfect. met and moved back up to Woodstock, and now we're back down here again. So, um, so it works out really well. And now uh, she loves it, and I love it. Um, so, and now we're about to raise a child there. So that's gonna yeah. be a whole new ball game. And now you just had the pregnancy scare yesterday. Or yeah. The yeah. The Megan D Day. <laughs> we've been talking about it. She's like, ah, you know, I've probably got another four weeks. It's no big deal. And that's kind of just been the mindset this last few days. Then I was on shift yesterday. And she texted me. She's like, "Hey, no need to freak out, but I think my water broke." And I was like, "Not really sure why I wouldn't freak out about that." And it's okay. happening. And then she texted me a few minutes later. She's like, "I need you to be ready to leave. I'm having constant contractions." Make a long story short, her water might have broken. We're really not sure. Nobody can. I, I don't know. Anyway, she had definitive mild contractions for an hour and twenty minutes. Every five to seven minutes for an hour and twenty minutes, had what she thought was her water break. So I came home. I like raced home like yeah. all right we're doing this i'm last day as a, as a non-parent you know i saw the email go out for overtime. rest of the shift yeah, station of, three yeah. yeah and i was like mm, i had a couple of people call me be like hey was that you I'm like does it show my name is nah. <laughs> off at twelve fifteen? but yeah it ended up being um braxton hicks no it wasn't braxton she's had braxton okay. she knows what that is this is real the doctor we went and i made an emergency appointment and the doctor said um more or less everybody's different, but labor has started, started, started. Labor can progress very slowly or can happen really fast. So she was just like, you know, game's on, be ready. Could be any time now. Right. So Megan, you know, Megan is very serious and no BS. And so she's like, no, it'll be another four weeks. We'll be fine. You just go back to work. I'll go back to work. Okay. I'm like, no, that's not how that works. You don't just start having contractions and then they go away for four weeks and come back. Like, no, yeah. it's going to happen soon. So, yeah, that was that. We're going to hopefully not have another scare again and just have a child. That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's different, but hey, whatever. How's so. the uh, how's the pregnancy been for you? For me? Or not for you. I mean, but like for, for Megan. For So Megan, Megan is a champ. Megan is a champ. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm beyond impressed. First trimester is rough. It's all nausea all the time. Every sight, every sound, every smell, every movement is is induces nausea of some kind. Second trimester was easy breezy. Third trimester has just been being unbelievably uncomfortable all the time. She's handled it really, really well. Um, she likes to think that she's super independent. She was, and then now she's not. <laughs> Can you make me a sandwich? <laughs> I joke around. I do this as Can I say. Can you give me a drink? This is her all the time. Honey. <laughs> she's gonna slap me at some point when she hears this yeah she's been really good um there are certainly times for me where it's inconvenient and that i am well aware of how selfish and terrible that sounds right yeah. but 99 percent of the time it's an honor to be able to serve the woman who is right. growing your child right um but i definitely every day have to tell myself to be patient just because right it is what it is and so so, I mean, we haven't 
publicly announced uh, that Des is pregnant and she has officially made it through the, the first trimester and she's like, don't release this like until mm-hmm. I want to like, mm-hmm. so like the, the, the episode will get delayed a little bit yeah. um, until she's ready to um, make her public announcement. I think she really wants like that second sonogram where yeah. it actually looks like a baby. How many weeks is she now? 13. As of as yesterday. Right. We just talked about that. 13. Okay. Yeah. So like she's still, she's technically out of the first trimester, but she's yeah. still getting her ass kicked mm-hmm. by it. Um, so you've got the, you've got the, Tonogram, if you've got the one that looks like a little bean, it's just yeah. a bean. Like one is just like a little blurb, yeah. and then like one, it. It's your we amoeba. joked around that it looked like a little salamander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just yeah. like the way it looked, it was like kind of skinny, and it had just like the ever so like smallest thing that looked like maybe a tail. Or just like oh, that's little, adorable. <laughs> we're oh like, oh, it's a little salamander. That's gonna lead to a nickname somewhere at some point down the um, line. So, she's still very much like just getting her ass kicked by it. Uh, but I mean, she's a champ. She's like, she's handling it as best as she can. And like you said, like, it's like, sometimes it does seem like a, a little bit of an inconvenience mm-hmm. and like, Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? And but mm-hmm. I'm like, she asked me last night, said something. And I was like, honestly, I'm a little like pissed off that like, you'd think that like, you, you need to ask me. Yeah. I was like, of course, yeah. like I'm going to be there for mm-hmm. you. Like, I want to help out. Like mm-hmm. I want to like be a part of this. So, yeah, I mean, Des is also very independent and strong. Her and Megan have that in common. We're like, yeah. they don't need to ask for help, but right now they need to ask for help. That's yeah. an adjustment for them too, amongst the many other adjustments that they're having to go through. Right. You know, like your marriage is a big deal, and it's been the same way for a while, and now all of a sudden, the status it's quo changing. has changed. Yeah. Right. So, but you you realize, I know Megan's going through changes, and I haven't talked too too terribly much to her about it, but I confide in other people. I think the biggest change I've I've realized is in myself having like I was talking about having to be patient. Yeah. Everybody's different. Some people are more patient than others. My wife will tell you that I'm not a patient person. So I've had to check myself hard because like the fourth time getting out of bed to go grab something and baby's not even here yet, you know. Is it more inconvenient like, for me to get out of bed or for her with the bowling ball and right. the nausea and the pains to get like, who do I think I am to be right. You know, inconvenience to be in my home to have to go through my air-conditioned house downstairs, you know. It's like they're the ones going through, like, all the actual physical and hormonal yeah. and everything changes. Mm-hmm. And then just the husband trying to help out and supplement right. is just kind of like our way in a way of um, adapting to, like, the new yeah. the new status quo. It's like, okay, yeah. Like, yeah. mom is the baby right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we're one and the same, so it's... Gotta- you know, the way that I overcame that was thinking to myself... If she needed something and it was me and say somebody else in a room and she asked them, I'd be so upset, you know, like that it's, that's what I get to do. That's my job is to take care of her. Right. So every time I'm selfish or impatient about it or whatever, I shift that scale to maybe she wants to ask someone else for help if they were here. Like if her mom was staying, maybe she'd want to ask her mom and not me. You know what I mean? Right. Like that is an honor and a privilege that we get. This is your first child. Yeah. This is my first child. Exactly. You don't ever get this first pregnancy again where you get to go through it. It's right. all new and exciting and like you got to make the most of it. Speaking of like, how were you like when she told you? Or, like, uh, she how, has how a was, video. She has the video. I mean, I saw it, but I mean yeah. like for those who don't know and everything, I but, like even past cried. the video, like what happened? <laughs> Like, for me, like, it was very much, like, 
it was emotional in the moment. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed within the course of like a couple of days, like my mentality was like already changing. Mm-hmm. I was already becoming you protective look at everything over different. Her. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So game uh, on. It was just like you said, very emotional in the moment. I'm a super sentimental and emotional person. I know there's not a lot of, that's not the norm. And I'm more than proud to say that. I don't care what people think about that. Right. Um, I'll cry at a memory just randomly thinking about it in my head. Not ashamed of that. I love that about myself. But uh, that, I replay that memory in my head a lot because um, we tried for a while and uh, just to no avail. So when she did tell me, I was very overcome with emotion, if you will. Right. And then ever since then, just, it's funny you say that. It's very interesting to hear the mentality shift. Um, it's like game on. Everything, yeah. I go to the store. I'm not just looking for stuff for Megan and myself or the dog. Um, you know, everything is about, ooh, this could be for baby or baby proofing or I'll need this for the car or, um, I don't know. Everything has now it's shifted from just like the mom, dad, dog to the family unit of mom, dad, dog, son. And it's just, it's very exciting. Everything's more exciting. Going to the store is more exciting. Going to see family is more exciting. Uh, planning for the future is infinitely more exciting. All right. Um, so, and so you 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 know the the gender? You, yes, it son. is a boy. His name is Noah. Oh, all right. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited. I just finished his nursery, Megan, and I just got his room all done, got everything built and mounted on the walls and all that stuff. So everything is done. It looks awesome. Awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> We're still just trying to get through <clears throat> first trimester. Yeah, she was like thinking, she's like, well, what about like kindergarten i'm like whoa yeah oh, hey, <laughs> let's just hey. deal with like one day at a time right now <laughs> first trimester so like is yeah. survival exactly that's it that's she's it. like i can handle being tired i've been tired my whole life but i just don't want to throw up anymore <laughs> i'm like oh that hurts I'm yeah so sorry i feel for it so bad <laughs> we met meg and i went on a trip to um to texas to lake travis my favorite place in the united states of america Lake Travis. It's in, uh, it's west of Austin, and uh, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. We stayed at a resort there, and this was like we had just found out we were pregnant, and we decided to go up there, have our little like, what do they call that? Um, it's that vacation. I don't know. Oh, baby moon. They call it a baby moon. So we okay. have another little baby moon, and uh, we have friends. My best friend from high school and his family. We we call them our family. Uh, they're the Munoz, and they all live in San Antonio. So they came up to Austin while we were there to come have dinner with us. And we were like, okay, well, this is where we're going to tell them that we're pregnant. And uh, we did. And it was an incredible moment. As I mentioned before, I'm very sentimental. I'm not afraid to shed a tear. And it was it was a moment I'll never forget ever. That's awesome. But that trip in my mind is like a, something for the rest of my life I will cherish and remember. Megan can't even talk about it because she was in her first trimester and everything made her nauseous. Thinking back to that trip will make her nauseous now. So like it's <laughs> really? it's this funny thing or like it's my favorite trip we've ever taken, but she can't even talk about it because just the the memories bring back the nausea. That's weird yeah. that it, even just thinking about it. Oh yeah, there's a couple food items and drinks and smells and stuff that she needs to stay away from because it brings her back to like Des can't even go to the grocery store anymore. Just the smell. Just the concentration of all the smells. Yeah, She's just does like, that makes sense. Nope. So I gotta go grocery shopping now. It's like yeah, it's not an inconvenience. It's whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like she, anything, especially like red meat for her. Really? Like I love red meat. Yeah. So it's like I eat it a lot. So she has to go like into the bedroom, close the door. 
oh, while no. I'm cooking it. Oh, no. And then, of course, like, it lingers for a little uh-huh. bit. Uh-huh. And she says, like, everything smells. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, we're... We were doing something the other day, and I just, like, leaned in and kiss her, and she's like, your face smells. And I was like, I literally just took a shower. <laughs> the laundry room yep. smells. The dog smells. Well, yep. Of course the dog smells. But, like, she smells all this stuff that to the average person, it just doesn't exist. Megan had a thing during the first trimester. She hated, hated when I'd brush my teeth. Couldn't stand the smell of, the, like, the minty toothpaste. Oh, I didn't know if it was, like, the sound. No, no, no. It was the smell. Like, freshly brushed teeth and mouthwash. Couldn't take it. It was the weirdest thing. It's like, okay, so I need to be away from you all the time. Like, pre-brushing teeth and so brush my teeth and then just drink like, coffee. I'll just do this. Hey, honey, how you doing? Come back and I'll talk. I'll just turn away over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I was very conscious of not talking in her face after I brushed my teeth. It's the weirdest thing. Huh. So, yeah, I understand. Certain smells, it doesn't make sense, but it just is what it is. You can't change it. Right. Megan can't go to a Starbucks, which was like her kryptonite for a very long time, part of her life. And uh, like there was a point where I used to make fun of her that she spent more on coffee at Starbucks than I did on gas in a week. But um, now she can't, cannot, like sitting in the drive-thru, if we go to the drive-thru and get her one of those refreshers that she loves, the smell of coffee coming through the drive-thru window and into the car is enough to make her like roll the window down and stick her head outside. And she's in her third trimester now, so... It's a little <laughs> still. Yeah, it's just wow. these little like carryovers from first trimester to now that just never went away. So her younger sister just had a baby seven, eight months ago, and so she's hearing all this from her sister before. Like, here's what happens: you'll get over it; it'll be fine. Well, that's a saving grace, thankfully, because Megan survived on coffee for a long time. So having her sister tell her it'll it'll be fine; you'll go back to normal is a big deal. Um. Yeah, Des is. Sister and uh, mother both said that they were only sick during the first trimester and then it just went away. Mm-hmm. But they're saying, like, even even after the first trimester, it can extend to, like, 16, 18 weeks or something like that. Yeah. So Every pregnancy's different. Yeah, let's hear some hope. I mean, I just, I hate hearing her throw up and yeah. just, like, seeing her come out of the bathroom and she's just like... Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. That's heartbreaking because there's nothing you can do about it but be there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just oh. like, do you want to... A bubbly, or can I get oh, you something? Or oh no, you want something to drink? Um, Zofran, is she taking any Zofran at all? No, no. You can. Our doctor prescribed it. We asked about it, and you can. Uh, take hers it. doesn't allow it anymore mm. because of that one article. Okay, that I guess okay. that came out. Yeah, um, you just can't. You can't like back to back Zofran all the time. Like Meg will take it when it is when it was like okay, this is the worst it's been. I'm taking one. Or if we had to, if she would was it actually work for her because yeah. it's like. You know, like us riding the box and everything, mm-hmm. the ambulance, that mm-hmm. Zofran's almost worthless. Yeah, I mean, Zofran's real worthless if you're thrown up. If you've thrown up, it ain't going to do you any good anymore. I mean, but even getting, still, like the nausea, it's like most of the time yeah. I've given it, it's like once that alcohol white protocol came out, it's like, yeah, <laughs> just it seemed more effective yeah. than Zofran's. Well, like, I, I did use that too. We've got a box of little, the same things, just a different brand that you get from Kroger. We've got a box of them at home. I've done the, the little thing. just like cotton ball and just like smell it. Oh yeah, there you go. You just pour the bottle on it on the cotton ball yeah. well that works that's great see y'all figuring out the tricks yeah. just in time for the nausea to subside and go away <laughs> we've tried it and she's just it's it's been rough for her oh, that's, i'm so sorry and she's like i want to get out i want to do stuff because she's just like getting cabin fever mm-hmm. and um it's like yes like technically we're in a neighborhood but it's not like you're on top of each other and there's a lot of distance in between and yeah there's not a lot of young people here either um yeah. i mean 
for the most part, like this is like a retirement <laughs> kind of like you, you retire and then start. moved up to the neighborhood <laughs> or move up into the mountains and um but it's i mean beautiful it's it, here i mean we love it um so i mean like what has been like the hardest part for you like with the whole pregnancy thing just the learning the patience hardest part for me has been the patience it's constantly adapting to change in her routine and needs um, in our marriage, typically I have been the one to cook and grocery shop and clean. Like I just, that's just, our roles are not the norm and that's just what I like to do. It's what I do. She, she does it as well, but I think on the majority, I would say that I, I kind of take that on. Um, so thankfully I have that going for me. Nothing's really different there, you know? Um, but the, the routine is hard because, you know, we work for, the time that we work and we come home and um, that 24 hour period when mm, you're not there yeah for that first trimester that 24 hour period sucked sucked a lot because my phone was ringing a lot and it was crying and i don't feel good and i don't know what to do and i had to call out sick like uh maybe like four or five shifts ago yeah it was just yep she had like a rough night and she was just feeling like really bad and i was just like screw it call it sick well i'm very blessed megan's family is second to none they are the salt of the earth they're incredible and so on the days that i was really megan moved in with her family for a solid month and i would just commute from where we work all the way out there on my days off and just kind of back and forth which made life a lot easier because she was being taken care of um her dad is a caretaker he is (laughs) i don't know the words to describe that man but he is a caretaker and so, you know, he'll jump at the opportunity to take care of one of his daughters. That's like his life's purpose. So, uh, that's awesome. You know, and so anyway, I, I was very lucky. She went and stayed there. She was taken care of. I didn't really have to worry about it anymore. But for that point in time where I, she wasn't there yet, it was, it was not good. I didn't know what to do. I felt helpless. She didn't know what to do. She felt terrible. <laughs> uh, but the hardest part has definitely been adapting to that change and, and being patient because not only you're trying to be patient for your pregnant wife, like if I'm, not being patient to her, what's going to happen with a, an infant? You right. know, yeah. I'm having to understand that like, okay, this might be frustrating now, but it's going to be more frustrating when there's a neonate sitting right here, you know, and there's an infant sitting here. So, um, and it's not like there's an issue with it. I just want to make sure that I am as good as I can be, you know, we can always learn and be better every day. So that's been the hardest part, but I would say, honestly, it hasn't been hard. I know I've heard a lot of stories that have been rough, and I feel like we're very blessed. Very blessed. Has your um, protective trait kind of, like, kicked in? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just being a little bit more, like, mm-hmm. kind of mindful of, like, what's going on. And Do you conceal carry? I don't. No. I would love to. The only gun that I own is too large to conceal carry. That's not true. I know what you have. It, it's not easily. It's not easy to conceal carry like some of the rest are. It's better in fall and winter time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I, can I know you, you have a full size one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now that bag over there, that bag is made to carry it, and I could. And well, fanny packs are coming back in style. <laughs> it's a. It's not a fanny pack. But I mean, like, in general, <laughs> I know what you mean. In um, fact, that my buddy's dad just bought that because he saw mine. He's like, man, I bet I could fit a gun in there. And I turned it around and showed him the pocket. I'm like, it's actually meant for one back here, and he bought it right then and there. So I'm going to, I'm going to use him as my example and have him send me a picture of how it fits back there. But that's that is something I've wanted to work on for a while. I've never done. 
but now would be the time. Now's the time. I do have an Atlanta address, and there's just you know a denser population. Yeah. So things can happen. Although it was the same thing in Woodstock. No matter where you go, I'm always yeah. just a nervous Nelly everywhere I, mean, I go. Perfect example. Mm-hmm. Like you never like you think yep. it's a. I took mine off for the shower. Um, it's like you never know where it's gonna happen. Like you think it's like in a good. You're in a good part of town and. Yeah, a good part of town doesn't mean anything. Exactly. It sure doesn't. That's why, you know, people. a lot of people, I'm going to address this now. A lot of people have had an issue with us moving to Atlanta or South Cobb, whatever. I'm just going to forewarn everybody. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I love where we live. It doesn't matter where you go. Case in point. Yeah. Um, I we mean, live in a fantastic Perfect place. example. Like, he was in a nice neighborhood, yep. good part of town, and what happened, happened. Yep. Some of the nicest people I've met in my life are where I live now. Yeah. So I mean, it really just, it people. doesn't matter where you live. And you know what's really important? This is one of the like key eye-opening discoveries that you'll make in life. I'm sure you have, from, you've got lots of experience in life, being in the military and whatnot. But some people, like the closer you get to the city, feels like people become more closed off, less friendly, that kind of thing. Just as a general gist or rule of thumb. But you will find if you are good at people skills, talking to people, whatever, you can break that wall and make friends just like that. I mean, the lady at the grocery checkout. May you may have nothing in common. You can make a comment, you can be nice, you can smile. I guarantee you you do that enough, you're gonna get through to them. You're gonna get them to smile. I feel like that's one of my goals everywhere I go. Um man, people are not that different. Yeah, they just grow up differently and look different to you from the outside because you don't know them and you haven't gotten a chance to get through to them and you don't know what they're like. But if you can like make it a goal, like your barber, you have a new barber, make it a goal to try to get to know them, get them to talk to you. You don't have to talk their ear off, right. but it is not that hard to get people to open up. And it is once you can get to that point, man, it is life changing. It really it doesn't always work, but it is life changing. Oh yeah, to get to. I mean, like. One of the one of the many reasons why I even like started the podcast was like I I was never one of those people who's blessed with like the silver tongue like yeah. I mean you got people like Captain Cornelison and like John Montague yeah who could just like talk your ear off and yeah. like they're just natural storytellers yeah not that person yeah same not that so person. like this was just like another <laughs> way of like building that skill back up especially mm-hmm. like post COVID where like we're not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, one of the things that, like, I've been trying to do is, like, if I'm not, like, in a huge rush, like, going through the grocery store, don't go through self-checkout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to the, yeah, talk absolutely. to the cashier. Like, yeah. have those mini conversations. It's like, you never know. It's like, you could brighten somebody's day, yeah. and then, like, you're getting that social interaction as well. Yep. That. So, you, what I was just talking about when I was talking about the lady at the grocery checkout, yeah, exactly. I say that from experience because at the Kroger that I go to in Atlanta it's the same lady at the Kroger checkout every time I go through there. And last couple times, I've just had a basket. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to go back and see her. And I do every time. And now she says, hey, how you doing? Good to see you again. Whereas before, it was just like nothing, you know? Yeah. But I've smiled. I've said hello. I've been nice every single time. We've talked every single time. She's also pregnant. Brought Megan with me one time. You know, that breaks the ice a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, like when when you get to just realize that, like, we may not come from the same background the same city the same walk of life but we're both here <laughs> yeah you know and right now you're standing right in front of me somehow some way we have been led to being right here in this moment together we don't need to become best friends we don't need to share life stories but like i see you as a person you see me as a person we don't have to be enemies we don't have to be different like 
I don't know. There's just a weird stigma. I feel like we walk around with that doesn't need to be the way it is. And it's not this large convoluted fix to fix it. It's just as simple as being a good person. Just be a good person. I think there's just like this, I don't even know how to like describe like air out there that like, I mean, through all the news and everything that we're so divided. And then like reality, it's like you actually like talk to people and you're like, no, we're not as different as we think we are. Let's, let's bring this to work. When you're on the fire truck, Yep. You're driving back from a call through a neighborhood and there's a kid in the front yard. What inconvenience to you does it do to stop for 30 seconds, give him a helmet, say hello, make his day, get back in the truck, go to the station? Oh, I love doing that. You know what really irks me? When people say no or talk crap about doing that, that infuriates me. You are here for the public. I don't want to hear it. I don't want an excuse. Yeah. And if you're sick and you're you know, having an accident in your pants right now, that's a little bit of a different story. But if you're just being a butt and you're lazy, you know, I don't yeah. want to hear it. I do not want to hear it. There's so many times where, and, and you can really, any part of life, I feel like you could, boom, there's an example. Every Everywhere you go, at work, at home, all that kind of stuff. So that's one way we can do that at work, you know. Um, that's a big thing, big thing for me. Always keeping helmets on the truck. You know, it's not just the kids that you're you're interacting with. It's their family. They're not just sitting out there alone. You right. guarantee you, mom, dad, sister, brother, whoever, aunt, uncle is out there. You're making a positive impact. You're influencing people the right way. You're making a good image for the department that you work for. And you know, that's just being a good person. And you can carry that over to the grocery store or wherever else you're going, whatever else you do in line to grab coffee, getting dinner at a restaurant, whatever. Yeah. You know, if your waiter comes and refills your drink four times because you're drinking something super fast, say thank you every time. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. You don't expect them to do that. They don't owe you anything. Yeah. Yeah, you're paying them, but guess what? It's their time that they're offering you and you're offering them money. It is a, it is a, you know, yeah. it's mutually beneficial thing. So be a good person. That's like my, and I am not always perfect at this. I want to point that out. I am not the picture of... <laughs> I mean, you try your best every day. Yeah. It's like, but we yeah. all have bad days. Yes, I can be Sometimes inherently patient- selfish. <laughs> I mean, we we all can be. Yeah. Um, I love a good rabbit trail, man. That just went. Phew. I love it. <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen. Um, kind of back to the baby and everything, though. Like, mm. what what are you most excited about? Like, once baby comes, uh, dude loaded question because i could i could answer that question for the remainder of the time we're here i mean we're here what am i most excited about i think do you mind if i rabbit trail this a little bit because this answer goes a different direction okay i'll make it. it short growing up i was a brother i was a younger brother to an older brother my older brother is manly athletic not very emotional, the norm. I was artsy, creative, uh, liked technology, liked to be inside ADHD, all the not so normal things. And um, my parents did a great job with all that. Nobody did anything wrong. But I have always, growing up through elementary, middle school, high school was very different, you know, kind of ousted myself by being just weird, weird haircuts, saying weird things, talking super fast, being ADHD in general. Um, and, you know, I never let that stop me from having a normal life or anything. I haven't been, you know, deprived of a childhood by any means. But my point in all that is, I don't think that anybody could really relate to that. That is my dog, if you could hear yeah, that. He's under like, the table. <laughs> I don't think people could really relate to that. And so what I'm excited about being a dad is is this. 
whatever Noah decides to be when he grows grows up, whatever you know path he wants to go down, should he be gay, for example, whatever his life entails, I am excited to be that rock in support and just you know unshakable love that he'll find in dad. That is what I am most excited about. If right. I could sum it up in one thing, it's that like all that stuff that I felt weird about growing up and didn't really have anybody to like, you know, I want to be that person for Noah. I want Noah to know that no matter what, dad loves him, supports him. I'm here, you know, that's what I'm excited for. That That's what gets me. That's good though. Gets me a little teary eyed. <laughs> that's great though. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, the fact that you know you're going to have a son and kind of like going into that further, um, like you said, you you weren't like per se like the traditional boy, right? Like you're not the like manly playing sports. And like I mean, I was I played like soccer and for a little while and then basketball, but for the most part, like I wasn't sports oriented. Yeah, same. Um, I I was more so nerdy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like over the course of time, like I got um, God, I can't think of the word. Um, uh, introduced. To different things, like through my dad, camping, hiking, and then eventually like the military and all that stuff. Like, is there in a in a world? I say I was asking like Chief Gwen this the same thing. I was like, in a world that's actually like hating on masculinity, mm-hmm. like all those traditional aspects of a man. How do you want to like raise your son, like in today's world? <clears throat> So, it's like a super difficult question. I no, that's that. a great question. I really appreciate that question, actually. Because, like, we don't know if we're going to have a boy or a girl yet. Yeah, so and you like, don't know how to prep for that yet. And, like, for me, it's like, do I delve deeper into, like, if it's, like, son, it's like, that's a whole nother realm, mm-hmm. especially in today's world. Mm-hmm. Or does, like, the heart get broken yeah. up and you become, like, the little softy <laughs> for your daughter kind of thing. Yeah, girl dad. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, you don't know... Like, we don't know yet, so it's like, once I find that out, like, my mentality is going to, like, completely change. It's like, okay, am, oh, yeah. I, am oh, yeah. I prepping for a girl, or am mm. I prepping for That's a That's a good son? point, because I've had time to think about it. Yeah, now you have had time. So we found like, out at eight weeks. We found out real early. Like, the doc was like, I can say like like 90% certainty that it's a boy. No, I mean, you could tell on the... The sonogram? Yeah. And we did the blood test, which confirmed it. So Okay, so we, we just did, did the blood test yesterday. Oh. So we still got to wait two weeks. Oh. Okay. So we don't know. Okay. So we're all like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I want to introduce Noah to, oh, hey, that's Winston. (laughs) That's my boy. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Winnie. Come here, sweetie. Hey, come here. Winston. We'll just chill like this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is my fire station rescue. A little eight-week-old dog got dropped off at the station. He's my boy now. Come here, baby. Come here. Oh, you can't get around. Um, so I want to introduce Noah into certain things, right? Whether he likes those things, keeps an interest in them, that is perfectly fine and up to him. Right. Um, aviation, for example, everybody loves to look at my trailer park tattoo. Um, I, you know, my biggest passion in life is aviation. So I want to introduce him to aviation to just see, like if he likes that. And if All he doesn't, the different that's planes fine. and yeah, fire department, for example. Does he like that? No, yeah. no. I just want to expose him to lots of different things, sports, aviation, fire department, all of these things, and just kind of see what he likes and goes for. I want him to recognize his fullest potential, not mine, not my dreams, nothing about me. I want him to be him. Right. Um, 
And I think as a dad, it's my responsibility to, you know, expose him as much as I can, like soccer, football, um, doing things in school. Like I took an engineering class in high school. That was incredible. Do that kind of stuff. But really, you know, if he shows an interest in something, then putting our time and effort into that. Um, but specifics, dude, you know, you're talking about masculinity and, and the world hating on masculinity. I completely understand why the world feels that way. But I will say, I don't think it is masculinity as masculinity goes. I think it is masculinity with the stereotype of certain things like being intolerant of certain stuff or not not and not being okay to cry or not show emotion that kind of stuff masculinity true masculinity is is a different definition to me true masculinity is is being a good person and being who you are showing emotion when it matters being strong being able to support you know it's all it's all the good things so i mean i'm I ain't like huge and strong by any means, but that's not the definition of masculinity to me. You know, I can do enough. Um, so I want him to be, I want to raise him on certain moral standards. You know, that part's not really like a, oh, he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> right. right. He's gonna, we're not treating people poorly, that kind of thing. We're not going to discriminate people just because of, you know, what you think is right and wrong. Um, I, I really want Noah to grow up in a world, in a household that, prioritizes loving each other loving people and and being happy right i mean he's not going to make other people happy if he's not happy you know people that are upset and and depressed and stuff like that don't necessarily bring other people up so Mm -hmm. i want to make sure that he is happy and realizing his full potential and being nice to those around him because also for being honest if you want to get far in life you have to make connections yeah and making connections is a lot easier when you're a nice person so I don't know if I fully answered that question. I feel like there's a couple different ways I could go with that. But generally, yeah, I want him to be masculine. But my definition of masculine may not be the same as somebody else's. That's fine. Um, You know, like, there are... Masculine does not mean huge, ripped, strong. Masculine does not mean straight. Masculine does not mean emotionless. To me, like, there's a whole bunch of variations where that can go. I just want him to be himself and be a good person and be happy you know realize his full potential right and that that could be too if his full potential is something sitting on a keyboard that's fine too like whatever he wants to do that's fine i support him you know working for the government's not always the smartest option so (laughs) um are you guys going to um put him in public education or have you guys like thought about homeschooling we've we've talked about both we're still not 100 percent sure either way like des is like dead set on homeschool no yeah. i don't yeah. blame her i really don't i mean i'd be lying to you if i told you i wasn't scared about public education i mean it's just kind of just seeing like in the news and everything that's going on in the yeah. world today it's yeah that you can't do deny I that i really want to subject no. my kid to that we've talked about it we just haven't made a decision because we're in the same boat it's like oh what do we want to do she initially was like i want to do it the whole way and i was yeah. like i i don't think that's necessarily like the best thing yeah. um so i mean we're kind of like right now on the idea of like preschool, grade school, mm-hmm. middle school. And then once they get into the high school years, allowing them to go into public school. Um, okay. So it's like those early formative years of what you kind of see like in like on the news, like mm-hmm. drag queen li- uh, library stuff. And yeah, the, just being subjected to stuff that's like, they don't even know yet. Yeah. So it's like you're trying to teach your kid one thing, and then at the same time, like you got somebody trying to teach them something completely different. Yeah. It's like, 
no, that's that's my job as the parent. Like, you don't need to be asking them, like, what do you identify as? Like, they yeah, don't, they don't yeah. know. They're like five I, years old. I want to make it clear. I have no problem with people identifying as whatever they want to. I don't have an issue with yeah, it. I don't I mean, think there's anything wrong with it. But I do agree that at a certain age. It they, should not happen at a certain age. Then that's just me. From my child, exactly. I don't want them to be like talking about it at four years old. I don't think that makes sense. Like at some point so when Mrs. that becomes Anderson an issue. So Mrs. Anderson asked me like what I identify as today. What does that mean? Like I would be livid. <laughs> well, that would be like, okay, we're having this conversation early. We're going to talk about it. Right. I would like to... I would like to bring that kind of stuff up to like I don't want Noah to grow up and go to high school and be like, "Ooh, you're weird." Like I don't. That's not what I want for him. I don't want him calling people weird just because he doesn't understand what's going on. Right. I would like for him to be informed, know what's what, and then just let people live their lives. If right. somebody wants to be trans, I don't care. You shouldn't care either. Just leave it alone. Oh, yeah. Be a good person and be nice. But at four years old, uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't have the answer to like exactly this time and this age and this is where we're going to do it. Right. But I would like to be the one in control of that. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Don't exactly. necessarily want that to happen in school. I'd rather that happen in the household. Exactly. Right. So, like, I mean, for for us, it's like we live in a fairly conservative county. So, it's like I doubt that that would actually be, like, that big of an issue here mm-hmm. in, like, North Georgia versus Atlanta, Cobb mm-hmm. County area. Um, I mean, th- that literally just happened this past week. There's a school teacher in Cobb that was, they were... She was, the board was meeting, I don't know, this has been on the news for a week now about, they've been meeting about whether or not they should fire her, because she read a book called, I think it's called My Shadow is Purple, something like that, I don't know the full story here, but anyway, she read a book to her class, I think it's a fourth grade class, Okay. and it was more or less about like gender identity and that kind of stuff, and it wasn't approved, and so they were like, we're going to have to fire you for this, I don't think, I don't think she ended up getting fired. That's like what? Nine, ten years old. I'm not 100% sure on the Someone, details yeah. of it. But my, my point is that literally <laughs> is currently happening yeah. right now where I live. So Yeah. And I mean, like, those are the formative <clears throat> years for, like, a kid. Like, yeah. they, they just don't know. And then, like, for us, it's, like, definitely. And Grant, like, this is all idealistic. And, like, we don't even, the kid's not even here yet. Yeah. But, I mean, it is one Did of Did you just say he? Did you, oh, did you just say he? <laughs> I've been thinking in my, I've been thinking in my head. Um... <laughs> It's not here yet. Um, she thinks it's a girl. I'm kind of oh, thinking it's a boy. Okay. Um, I'll be happy either 50-50 shot. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, we, we were thinking once they get into, like, high school, like, that's where, like, you really start to, like, figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, like, being, like, around other kids on a more regular basis would be more necessary to develop those like social skills. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want um, them to go in there with like no social skills and not. Yeah. Know what's like going I, on I don't want to like all the way through high school control yeah. every bit and like all they see is mom and dad. Yeah. Except for sports activities or Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like definitely need to develop those like social skills yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's, I'm sure that's going to be important. Cause like I've met people who've, they've done the whole way. And yeah, you can kind of tell like, not necessarily weird, but it's like they don't just pick up on social cues as, as quickly as others do. Yeah. Versus absolutely. the other ones who were like, oh yeah, I did it till middle school. And then mm-hmm. in high school I was in, sure. like I went to normal high school. Yeah. And like the difference there. And like I well, even then, asked Brooke about it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yep. she's like, I'm not doing homeschool. <laughs> but she's like, that's way far off yeah. for her. Oh well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I can talk here all day long about it, 
But at the end of the day, I am not a parent yet, and this is going to be a learning experience. Okay, it absolutely. changes they go. It's going to ebb and flow. I'm going to figure it out. How old are you again? 29. 29. Okay. So, like, I'm 38, mm-hmm. and, like, we've been wanting a kid for a while. <laughs> Damn, you old. <laughs> um, like that Kevin Hart thing. Yeah. <laughs> Don Cheadle just... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like... When I was dating Des, like when we first met, like I told her, I was like, look, I'm coming out of like a bad marriage. Like, this is what I want in a relationship. And she was all for it. And then just kind of like as things went along, it's like kid just kind of got pushed off and pushed Mm -hmm. off and pushed off. Uh, And then we started trying. Um, But still, it's like I've been ready mentally Mm -hmm. for like a long time. So like I'm like super excited. Yeah. Okay. You asked me a lot of questions. I want to know about you. I want to know. I want to know. Go for it. We're in the same boat ish. Yeah. Just different, different time frames here. I, I want mean, to know, like, what are you thinking about? Like, if it's a boy, if it's a girl, what do you. Dude, that's what I'm ready. Like, I told you, like, I don't know. <laughs> My mind's, like, ready to. You've thought about everything you can, and now you're at the point of, like, I need to know which one. Is it boy? Yeah. And I need to prepare for certain <laughs> things, or is it girl? And, yeah. like, because it, it's like, I have a younger sister, and, like, I could see it with my dad. It's like, um, I was treated one way mm-hmm. and then my sister could literally get away with murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's hey, exactly dad, can I have 20 bucks? Be. Go earn it. Yeah. Hey, dad, can I have $20? Here you go. Yeah. Like, here's yeah. 30. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, so, I would be the exact same way. I can't even deny it. I wanted it. I wanted a girl. I was ready to be girl dad. Ready 100%. So I, I get that. Yeah. I get so I mean, like, I'm excited either way. It's just like, I don't know where I'm, what my path in life is going to take me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, granted, we want multiple kids, but it's like that first, that first one, it's like, okay, which, which direction am I going mentally? Am I going to be a boy dad? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to be a girl dad? Yeah. I almost, like, I wonder, I, they both have pros and cons of knowing beforehand mm-hmm. and like that benefit. But I don't know, like the suspense is almost good too. Cause then once it, once you do find out, it's going to be like, go, go, go. All right, I'm ready. This is what we're doing. This is what I'm getting. I need to, I need to buy this. I need to read this and figure this out. Like, I don't know. Like that's exciting. Um, see, uh, uh, David Miller and I, we've talked multiple times about like the whole, um, raising kids thing. And, um, we had both listened to this one podcast and it was this guy and he was talking about, um, like tribal traditions of uh entering adulthood and how in western culture pretty much except for judaism and like your bar bat mitzvah mm-hmm. there is no hey you're now a man or hey you're you're a woman now mm-hmm. like you've you've made that transition into adulthood um and he was he wanted to take that seriously so for it's like for us and I, I mean, I was even telling my parents about this the other day. I was just like, there was no, besides like going through puberty, congratulations, you're a man now. So he yeah. wanted to take that very seriously with his son. Um, and in the podcast, like he's got a, a son and a daughter and both were very different ways of doing it. But what he had said was, he was very excited about raising a son and up until a certain point, like pretty much puberty, um, everything was balanced between the, mo- the, the, the mother and the father, and it was just normal childhood. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but he came up with a plan. He talked to his wife about it. And the very first step was the mother taking the son out to dinner wherever the son wanted to go and them having one last dinner together as mother and son in a certain way that was like the status quo at the time. And she would address like, you're about to go through something that I cannot be a part of. I will always be there for you as your mother. I will always like, don't, un- don't misunderstand that. Like I won't be there for yeah. you, but you're going something through only your dad can take you through like you're going from boy to manhood and whatever his final decision is on this. Like I stand by it and I can't help you. So don't come crying to me. Like I'm going to send you right back to him. Mm -hmm. And it was just really cool to hear of like his dad. He had this whole plan of like each year they would do different steps and um, journeys and learning skills and developing these experiences in life, uh, finally accumulating to like a, uh, like a final challenge. And at the very end of it, it was this very big, like ceremonial, like walking into the ocean, coming back out. And then him being like conch shell, like, <laughs> like you are now like yeah. pronouncing it to mm-hmm. the world. And it mm-hmm. was very like over the top, but like, he needed that like in like the boy needed that to hear. And I was like, dude, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Cause we don't get that. I was just about to say that's, that's uh there's no it's different. In today's there's world. no tribal mm-hmm. like go out into the, the Savannah and kill the lion and no, come back. You get your first 1998 Honda civic and work at Kroger as a bag boy. Like, ha ha, you did it. Way to go. Yeah. No, it's very different. Yeah. Not I mean, you. we heard like this really cool, um, I think it was like Cherokee tradition, um, like Native American Cherokee. And um, the son would go out into the woods and he had to spend the whole night sitting on a stump blindfolded. Interesting. Don't know what's going on in the dark. He just has to sit there and wait for the the rays of sunshine to kind of catch him up underneath the blindfold and then he would know. And then in the morning, he would take it off, and he would see that his father had been sitting by his side the entire time. Uh, and I was like, good uh, God. I was that's like, cool. that's... <laughs> yeah. Like, nice. Yeah. Like, hit you right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, cool. That's awesome. So, I didn't know if, like, granted, like, not everybody has that big plan. I mean, because that is a huge undertaking. Um, but that that's the kind of idea. It's like, if, if I'm going to have a son, I want to do something like that. Because mm-hmm. I never did anything hard until I went into the the army, in my opinion. Like, yeah, it's like you did chores and you did you do stuff around the house and like you go through school, but there was no like rite of passage. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like I want to develop something like that, or like actually, like, hey, you need to you need to join the military. So. You have anything like that in mind, like especially well, honest, like raising a boy? <laughs> I haven't thought about it like that. No, um, I think it'll depend on what the interests are. I don't know. Like nerdy young me would have, you know, probably not have been interested in that, and that might have driven more of a wedge. But I mean, again, this is where I go back to like I could talk about it all day long, but it's going to be different as I go along. Yeah, I definitely want to raise my child to know the definition of hard work. 
I don't want him to feel like mooching is okay and that kind of stuff for forever. Um, it's just going to be a matter of what that looks like, and I don't really know. I just, I just don't know. I'm going to want to know who who he is first. What is he like? Right. You know. Um, but to an extent, yes. I don't know if I'm going to have like that extreme of an example. Oh, I mean, that is definitely like an extreme yes. level. But to some, to some extent, yes. I mean, on a very even much at the bottom end of that scale, there's like, okay, now I used to cut the grass. Now that's on you. Even something as small as that is like a stepping stone in the right direction in my mind. Cause I remember that I used to cut the grass. It's a huge yard. I hated it. Didn't have self propel. And I made $7 doing it. And $7 was like, that was my only source of income at that age. I was very young, but like, that's how I earned, learned the value of, okay, if I want to buy something, which I used to buy model airplanes with the money that I would make from cutting the grass, mm-hmm. loved those things. And they're like my pride and joy. And I would want another one. It was like, okay, I kind of cut the grass. Do you think the neighbor will let me cut their grass? And like, I started doing that on my own. And so right. to an I've, extent, yes, but I haven't thought to that extreme yet. No, <laughs> I volunteered to mow the grass one time. And then my dad's like, all right, that's your, now your responsibility. <laughs> I was like being nice and trying to gotcha. help. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Winston. His dog has walked away and I don't know where he is. He's fine. It's a basement. Yeah. He'll be all right. He He's, might chew through a two by four. No, I'm just kidding. He'll be all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, like, I mean, we both seem to be like really excited. Oh God. I, I, I mean, I, I know I am. Yes. I mean, I've been waiting for it for years. Did just uh, not, not like you don't understand, but like, wait till you get to the, this point, like the, to me, everything built up to 36 weeks. We're past 36 week now, 36, 37 different viabilities, but like we're viable now, 36 to 41. Right. Right. Like humble. could come now. And yesterday, there's been a couple times where like Meg will be like, ooh, she's had contractions for the last week and a half. There'll be like one today, three tomorrow, none for three days. Just very intermittent, sporadic, real contractions, but nothing of substance until yesterday. Like when that first started, the other night we came back from her parents, she had a contraction, a pretty gnarly one, and then five minutes later had another one, and then five minutes later had another one. In my head, I was like, game on here we go. Right. Then nothing. So here we go, here we go. Nothing. Oh, it's like, you know, uh, Peter Griffin. Nah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yesterday it was like, all right, I'm going, I'm going. You know, leaving the station. See y'all later. And my, the guy that was taking over for me was like, go be a dad. Go become a dad. I was like, yeah. And then, huh? No, nothing. So. Yeah, I, at this point, like, I'm just trying to find a middle ground and just kind of chill and Manage wait. anxiety. Yeah, and there's no way to time this or figure it out. Right. Like, you know, being on shift yesterday, I couldn't stay at work thinking that she may be actively in labor 40 minutes away to an hour away. I'm like, that's not going to happen, obviously. But then it's like, okay, now nothing's happening. But I have to be here tonight. I need to make sure she's okay. So, like, this is, this is a huge transition because right now it's all about Megan. You know, I'm taking care of Megan. Megan's taking care of baby. And first of all, that's a super special thing. Just, oh my gosh. Especially, that's my best friend. And like taking care of hers, it means the world. But we're, every time we get like a little like, ooh, could it be happening? Could it be happening? My mind immediately is like, okay, I'm not just taking care of one anymore. Here we go. I'm about to be skin to skin with my son. And uh, dude, I, I... There aren't words for that excitement. You asked, are you excited? There are not words for that level 
of excitement. I'm sure you are getting like you understand. It's getting there. Oh, yeah. oh man. I it's am. weird because like she doesn't have the bump yet. Like she's getting a little firm down there, but yep. like yep. for the most part, she doesn't have the bump. <clears throat> so and like we can't feel it. Yeah. Well, it, it's going to explode. Right. It's going to be like okay, I got to buy you know some maternity jeans, and then a week later, those giant maternity jeans don't fit anymore. And then there's the emotional roller coaster. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. You know, Megan is very small. She's like, I don't know, four, four, eight, five, two, whatever. No, he's laying down, <laughs> and she's, you know, I think she was a hundred pounds. Now, thirty-six weeks pregnant, she's one hundred and twenty-nine pounds, one hundred twenty-nine point eight. So she's still itty bitty. So we joke, like if you look at her, she's looking away from you, and you look at her back. It's Megs. As soon as she turns around, it's like bam. She's huge, mm-hmm. but she's all all belly all the time, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's been interesting. <laughs> Things don't fit. Feet swell up. Shoes don't fit. <laughs> oh, man. Compression socks are, are a big game changer. Compression okay. socks will help. Uh, we didn't find that out until recently. That's a huge deal. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Belly band. The belly band. There's one that goes over the under the bottom to like hold it up and then over the top to push baby down if he's like all up in here. That makes a huge difference, especially for car rides. Did uh, I could talk about this pregnancy thing all day long. This is my... My current jam. Yeah. I mean, like most people that uh, it's like I talk to on a regular basis is like they already got kids and they, they're well past infant. Yeah. yeah. So it's they're they're no longer in that 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 phase of life. Yeah. Well beyond it. Uh, middle school and um, or elementary school and softball and yeah, all that kind of swim team. So you and I are still just thinking about wiping poop off their back when they blow a diaper out. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> only other person like? <laughs> that's like, I kind of talk to on a regular basis would be like Isaiah and Isaiah Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple months, I think at this point, maybe three, four months old, their baby. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, it's like, he's, he's the only other one that's like still, well, it's like, well, one, he's transitioned. He actually has the baby. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like we'll be there soon, so it's like we can kind of like mm-hmm. we can go through that journey together. Um, gotta say hey again. This he he knows we're talking about babies. This is my first baby. This is my son. He's my pride and joy. I love every single thing about him. Hi, thank you. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> I love you too. Um, I'm excited so, for him to be a brother. You excited for Cora to be an older sister? Yeah, yeah. Then that exciting. Like your dog is about to be a dude. Speaking similar. of like pets, like um. Hi. I heard from other people it's like you you kind of got to abandon the the pet for a while. Yeah, I've, we've uh we've watched a couple videos now on not letting your your all these videos call them fur babies. I've never talked about him as a fur baby, but they all talk about your pets like not neglecting them how they will have like an emotional roller coaster too, especially ones I don't know about Cora but like him. We have we are we have babied this dog. He sits on the couch with us. He sleeps in the bed with us. That's how we want it to be. And so, like, there's going to be an obvious change, and I don't want to neglect him because I don't, you know, he's, it just doesn't seem fair. Right, yeah. So, we've talked a lot about, like, okay, when you've got baby for an hour, I'm going to love on him for a little bit. Like, keep, we could keep each other accountable. Does he, um. What's wrong with you? Does he like to cuddle Oh, my lot? gosh, yes. He's like, a baby. Cora is just very much like, okay, I'll sit next to you, but, like, I, I don't really want to cuddle. Like, okay. uh, no, he he will literally lay on your lap. Oh, she like, will. He is uh, at night. He sleeps in between Megan and I with his head on her pillow. 
under the covers. He is a little baby. He's just, that's my whole family loves him because he's this big dog. He's a big lab, but he's really and truly a baby. He is an infant child. Dude, of course. Know, maybe just, he needs to go outside or something, but he's starting to cry, which is. She's so shy and like, and then protective and everything. And I'm yeah. curious to see like how she's going to evolve. Like once they say like the dogs know pretty early on, like if a, if a woman's pregnant. Yeah, he knows. He, so it's he'll like, put his face on Megan's bump. Okay. Like we, we haven't gotten that far to where mm-hmm. like we could truly tell that like Cora knows. Yeah. Um, but we're, I mean, we're excited to, to see that. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, I mean, like we're coming up on like the time limit and everything that would typically stay around. And I know you need to take him out. And um, last thing that I always kind of do is just like the advice. Like what advice do you have for the world? Um or as a new dad or whatever, like what, what, like if you had to share one piece of advice to, to the world, like what would it be? Um, I'm not uniquely qualified to give advice to the world, but I'll go back to what I said earlier. Just be a good person or I'm not perfect at it. I'm not the greatest at it, but it's a, it's something that you work at every day. Be kind, try to be selfless, smile at someone, say hello. Don't be offended when people don't say something back, work at it, chisel away at it. Just you live in a world full of a lot of different people with different walks of life. Yours is not the only right one. You know what I mean? We're mm-hmm. all different. I don't want people throwing their religion down someone else's throat because that's what they grew up with and they think that they're right. You might be right, but don't oust someone else because they make different choices than you right. or they're different than you are. Embrace other people. If you want to be Christian, then love like Jesus loved and Jesus loved everybody. All right. So yep. uh, I don't know. Be a good person. It's not that hard. Don't make excuses. It's not that hard. It's really not. Except for when you're in the car. That's a whole different story. My wife will tell you, I, I throw everything out the window when I'm in the car. It's, it's all bets are off. I'm so impatient. <laughs> you're going one mile under the speed limit. How dare you? But yeah, no, be a good person. It's not that hard. Uh, and like I said, it's something we work at every single day. Right. And then, uh, yeah, I'm excited to keep up with you as, as Desiree oh, absolutely. gets further, Same further into this. Oh my goodness. I'm excited to, to go through this journey with like, friends like in the same age group yeah yeah so that's awesome man well thank you for coming up here thank you for having me i've i've definitely enjoyed the conversation (laughs) next time i see you i'm sure i'll have a child (laughs) i am excited for you awesome well thank you for having me yeah absolutely All all right bye everybody bye thank you for listening to this episode i really hope you enjoyed it please follow us on your favorite podcast app hit that bell for notifications on new episodes and please share with a friend thank you for all the support so far i really appreciate it Have a great day.